Hi guys, welcome to Threads Podcast Life Unfiltered. I am the hostess with the Moses Megan because I don't know the rest of the intro. There is no intro, it's however you want to do it. There's more to it than that. Well, I always say, hi guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, this is the intro. That's, that's hi what guys, I mean. welcome to Threads Podcast Life Unfiltered. Thank you so much for listening to the show today, wherever you are. In the morning, in the evening, whenever you're listening to time it, we, re- we really appreciate you listening. That's what I always say every time. Anyways, thank you guys for listening because Megan didn't thank you. Rude. Uh, you're checking into the April show. We are on hiatus for regular scheduled content. And so this month, Megan and I are going to sit down uh, for a little bit. And then Mike and Natalie are. And then who knows what else we're going to do, but we'll make it fun. We'll try to make it fun, but we're going to enjoy this break. But tonight, Megan and I thought, you know, we've heard a lot of feedback about the check-in, and Megan and I have been working on that. So that is what we're going to talk about tonight, our our month weekly check-in, try to do it on Monday nights. Yes. Yeah. So before we kind of uh, get into that, what is the check-in? How did we get to the check-in? Why are we at the check-in? Why did we start the check-in? What is so important about the check-in? The history of the check-in. <laughs> I was to see how many times I could say check-in. Welcome to our TED Talk. Yep. The check-in. So this is something we actually had to think back to how long we've actually been doing it. I, I thought it was way longer. Yeah, no, I remember it being in the summer. <laughs> I was like, two years. It's been 84 years. Yeah, so since summer. And so the check-in, the short version of what the check-in is, is just... No, we're not doing what the check-in is now. We're, we're doing the history, history, how we got to how the we check-in. we got to the check-in. Okay, so you have talked about it on the show. I actually think we talked about it in the 100th episode together. Um, we did? About a check-in? No, about oh. how rough things had gotten oh, for gotcha. us. That's the long history of it. The long history is that we've been married for 16 years. Yep. Uh, long time. We are very different. We cope and uh, exist very differently yeah, in I don't the think, world. I don't, world. Think, I don't think anything is similar of how we do things other than we both like comedy and we both like to make each other laugh. Like, that's our goal. Yes. I think there are things... I mean, clearly we got together and got married for a reason there are things we share some we enjoy doing things together but when it comes to likes personality type if we ever do personality tests they are the opposite personalities um how we cope how our backgrounds were it's all very different which on as we have discovered in a lot of ways actually i feel like therapy brought this out uh we discovered we do some things really well together Mm -hmm. being very opposite personalities but also causes a lot of problems so there's some marriage context so we had a really low point where we considered not being together and so growing from that spot one of the things we decided to do is started going to therapy so we started seeing your therapist and I think she had thrown that around a couple times, and I don't think we ever bit on it. Um, I swear I came up with it. I'm I, <laughs> oh, okay. No, I I swear I did. And then, Jason Terry, PhD. No, and Heather's like, yeah, that's a good idea. I swear. Well, I'm gonna see her Wednesday, and uh, I think we both are. I'm gonna actually ask her because I swear I brought it up. She's got like a memory. Like, what what animal has a good memory? Is it a turtle? <laughs> I. I, I, I 
Well, I, everyone goes like the turtle and the hare. You know what I mean? Like the rabbit's fast and it's like a metaphor the of like. The turtle is slow. Elephants. Elephants. Yes. There. I knew it was. Ah, the tortoise. Something that's hard, like the <laughs> turtle shell and the elephant's kind of hard, I guess. I don't know. But anyways. God, you're handsome. But uh, are you playing with your mic cord? Oh, I need Damn the, it. I need the fidget, but you told me Mike touches it a lot. I mean, I don't ever see him touching his balls and <laughs> that in the same time. So I'm, if I I'm find just... a hair on it, I'm out of here. <laughs> he does have a beard like me, so it could be a beard hair. Yeah, but his beard is that length. Natalie, correct me if I'm wrong, if you play the game beard or pube in the bathroom. Yeah, his his are probably pretty equal. I and would he's guess. not as um, salt and pepper as you no, are. No, I'm, so. I'm, I'm more than... Uh, right, if I find a short hair... I'm, I, I'm way more salt than pepper, but uh, shit. What were you saying? Memory, Heather, check in. Yeah. So I again, I could be wrong. Probably am, but I will say to give you some credit, it is probably something that was thrown around in general. Whether you brought it up first or she brought it up, and you agreed that it would be something you would. Yeah, that I want to commit to. Commit to be willing to do because you. What we. Um, and what we discovered is uh, we had a big connection problem. Mm-hmm. We wanted to connect. How we view connection is very different. And you are very task oriented in in life in general. And you wanted something that you could essentially, not in a bad way, but you wanted something you could check a box yep. and say, I did this thing. For me, it's just quality time. Yeah, I want you to spend time with me. Emotional connection. And um, so that was almost a middle ground. So I could see where potentially it, the idea was brought up and you said, yes. Because I could this, check a box. Yeah. This yeah. is something I can commit to. This I can say, I've done this many yeah. and you could have. And I can and I can be like, I'm going to do this and it's going to happen every single week. And that is something that I can check a box. So I'm leaning more towards I did bring it up. Well, the origin of who brought it up, that's what we shall clear up. Right. We'll do show notes. Oh, boy. So... Another thing uh, moving forward is like, what is our check-in? So everyone, you know, I'm sure there's different definitions for each family or each relationship sure. on what a check-in is. Do you want to drink that? Like, I that's why I kind of gave you a break so you could drink that. I'll drink it when I'm ready. Okay. You just grabbed it like you were wanting to drink it. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to talk a little bit okay. so she can drink it. This is it. for the ladies out there or tea drinkers. There may be dude treat what tea about drinkers coffee? out there. Coffee could do the same thing. Uh. Yes. So I have a special coffee mug because it has a tea bag holder and it's the best on the planet and I love it so much. Uh it part of it is holding it. Just a, it's just kind of warm. warms your soul. Yeah. It makes me happy. And it probably cuz it's tea so you get the the aroma makes you more like cozy. Yes. And I actually unlike my coffee I like my tea a little bit hotter. It's like lava, but it does have to cool down, but that's part of the fun. Like your men. I like them to cool down a little bit. No, you like them hotter. I do like them hotter. <laughs> I just walked into that one. Yes, threw me a softball. So, yeah, the check-in. So, like I said, some people might say, you know, hey, just, you know, how's your day? And, like, that would be a check-in. I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, that, I mean, I guess that would be a definition of a check-in. But our check-ins were more, um, hmm. I think that's how it started. Our goals around the check-in were, like, no no tasky stuff, just Mm -hmm. what's up. Yes, we had to give ourselves rules of essentially no shop talk if you will yeah, shop talk. we there weren't going to talk about because that's also something we also need to do is talk about our week but we do not do that as part of the check-in because that Correct. did not count and so we had to kind of create boundaries around what the check-in was and i was gonna add uh historically so something that would come up for us uh a lot of our arguments often would um 
escalate? I would say often. Not every fight was a big fight, but they usually escalated beyond a point where they needed to. Well, when you say escalated, you probably mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, it would it it would expand into other things. Yes, especially if it was a an argument, a, a bigger argument or a deeper hurt, usually for me. Um, and I would do the thing where we would be discussing it. And for context, it's incredibly difficult for me to bring up when things bother me. Mm-hmm. And you're a very direct personality type and you're also a fixer. So uh, sometimes you're listening was not the best. And so for me to be able to bring that up and feel heard or validated, this, the quote unquote sillier it seemed, those conversations typically didn't go well. And when they wouldn't go well, all I'm doing, is I was just fall into this big cycle with you trying to get you to understand what I was going through. And then it got worse and worse. And now <laughs> I'm crying about like, and you didn't tell me you liked my dress the other day. And it just, it, it would escalate to the point where we were an hour or two into a thing and I'm incredibly overwhelmed and I'm crying and I'm lost I I can't even (laughs) the converse I'm like I don't even know what we're fighting about anymore that's that's how it was I usually thought you were fibbing when you would say that um and and our way of stopping those arguments where you would get to your tipping point and you just go to bed usually these would happen at night right the kids go to bed yep I'm terrible I'm so much better at it now thank you therapy at doing things in the moment or circling back within the day Um, but we often when we sat down with no kids in the space that's when I would feel like okay I can bring this up because there won't be an audience or there won't be Mm -hmm. whatever and um, so I mean it would be you'd be exhausted and I would be too and your way of dealing with it would be to go to bed and my way of dealing it would be to be unable to sleep and stay up super late. So these conversations we were having um, around just feeling yucky in general would escalate so much that the check-ins, we had to create rules for the check-ins. And originally yeah. you wanted a time stamp on those check-ins. I did. So the the check-ins started day one. I was like, I need a 15-minute. Like, <laughs> this is all we're going to talk about. And again, I think as I'm reflecting back on that, I'm sure it was because I need to control the situation. Like, yes. I don't want it to get out of control. I need to control the situation. So what I'm going to do is set a time limit. And yes. that wasn't, Megan's. that was a no-fly zone. Which I was very excited about. And your therapist agreed with me that there couldn't you be know, a time stamp on it. You know why you got to bring up when she, no, I, I know she agreed with you, but why'd you have to bring that up? Why did you have to? Because she's gonna my do... therapist. <gasps> it's true. She is. She... <laughs> Listen, another marital tip for those of you out there. Marriage therapy is amazing. I think we have enjoyed it thoroughly. What really sucks is that insurance does not cover marriage therapy. Makes tons of sense, right? Well, they our insurance barely, cl- <sighs> barely covers any therapy. <laughs> so. But, so, you know, be fully prepared. If you decide to start seeing your spouse's therapist together. So we decided to both see Jason's therapist. I enjoy Heather immensely. I really respect her. So I was very cool with it. What I wasn't prepared for was that she is team Jason, not in an unprofessional way. Mm. If she thinks that what I am saying resonates and that's fair, but I don't remember one of the first ones we went to and I said something thinking, I don't know, I just, 
probably said something, you know, anti, I don't know what I said. And then she turned it around and I was like, oh no, she's on Jason's side. Dang it. Ish. Ish. Yeah. She's She's always going to support me. 60, 40. Yeah, maybe. So let's try to get back to what our check-in is now. Fast forward uh, six months and... We got rid of the, we didn't do the time. I mean, I don't, the time limit never started. Like it wasn't like we talked about it and then it was like, we never did it. Because we established rules in a therapy session. So we were able to talk about that really quick though. So we decided set boundaries. How did you feel about the thought of doing check-ins? I should have gave you this rundown because that's actually in our third section of rundown. Yeah, thanks for making a rundown that I don't have. I have <laughs> I a blank piece of paper that says check-ins with I an sh- underline. I should have. I should have. Yeah, my my literally uh, the third the third segment is how do we do the check-in and how hard it was ah, it to get started for okay. the check-in for each of us. Then we may proceed. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we can really jump into that real quick. Uh, or after I finish this, basically, what a check-in is: we just sit down, we don't talk shop, and we just say, "How was your day?" Yeah. And typically, neither of us have to pry and or uh, have um, curious questions yeah. because we know what's up now. And what helped us in the beginning? I mean, is this the process? Just jump though? in. I'm just teasing. I, I <laughs> This is where Jason doesn't do the rundowns. Mike, help me. And didn't share it with my co-host, Mike. Help Call me. him. He's seven hours ahead. Yeah, he's it's like three in the morning. He's like sound Mike. asleep right now. So... We decided that we needed something to do. I think there was too much. Oh, yeah, that's right. There was too much, dare I say, danger in yeah. us just sitting down and talking to each other because I was a high risk of getting really upset and doing the thing where we I want us to talk until Jason understands all my feelings. And then Jason was a high danger for a flight. <laughs> <laughs> flight. So uh, we decided to do a... a some kind of workbook together. And so we really settled on because I, I want to be best friends with Brene Brown. And so we decided to go through her book, Gifts of Imperfection. It was recommended by Heather. And just it was a baseline to get to understand each other better, honestly, and how we work together. And so we just laid it out. We had an organization to it. They were going to do this chapter. And yep. we would sit down and just say what spoke to us about each chapter. So that actually, I think is a really good start for people who are in the same boat that we were in. Like, I kind of want to punch you in the face. Talking to you is really hard. And having something that's almost a buffer of reading something, being able to interpret it and say, this is what I felt about this. This brought up this for me. I feel that same way. It's like we do icebreakers on the show. Yeah. It's like an icebreaker. You kind of connect with, you know, what you've read and stuff like that. And so then after like 15 minutes, you're like, Okay, you're feeling a little better and you feel like your defenses are down a little bit. And so then we were able to dive in some of the deeper stuff that, you know, you and I were struggling with. And so, yeah, I mean, early on in these check ins, I wanted nothing to do with it, even though I'm pretty sure I brought it up. It was just I was so worried of being out of control and I was so worried that you were going to, you know, take it down to the Paradise City, you know, where you're just. (laughs) I was going to say pound sound. Like oh, but no. that, I'm like, that does not apply at but all. Both of those sound like way more fun than a check-in. That's true. Paradise City and pound down. The grass is green and the girls are pretty. That's right. So, yeah, I was worried about that. But um, I don't think the first couple check-ins were with Bernays book, though. I feel like it was just, hey, <laughs> how are you? 
Was it? I'm pretty sure. I can't remember because I know that. I don't know. I feel like you're probably right. I was reading the book. You don't read books. So you were listening to the Audible. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Anyways, it doesn't really matter. So, yeah, they were really rough. How did you feel for the first couple? Were you, what were you nervous about? I was nervous. I, I was nervous about the same thing, but from my perspective. I was worried that... Um, so, part of Jason's superpower is he's very direct and he can tell you exactly what he wants. That also, for a a spouse who lives in her feelings and reads body language and faces and a face you know really, really well, I can tell when you don't want to do things. Mm -hmm. And that is some of my work doing to stop giving a shit so much about when you don't want to do things and believing you when you say, I'm going to still do this. And we've worked around kind of some of those conversations, but I was worried that I would be sitting across from you trying to do this thing and be able to tell that you didn't want to do it. And what did that mean? Yeah. And you also were worried that if we got started, we would quit because honestly, I'll be honest with y'all. We're terrible adults. We're three weekers. We're we're terrible. Like, I mean, just we try to get into stuff, whether it's together or it's, uh, should I say like, organization like oh we're gonna clean this counter better and and yeah we're like three weekers and so i think we all you were worried that it wasn't gonna last and but i was adamant about it i was like almost aggressive like we're gonna meet and if it's horrible we're gonna meet next week and if it's horrible we're gonna meet again like i wasn't gonna quit and we've done it every week we've not missed a week We've not always done it on Monday, but, and I'm super proud of that for both of us. Mm-hmm. Like it, I'm super proud for me cause I get to check a box, but it's actually, it, that's a gone now, all that control and everything like that. I actually look forward to it. There's times I'm not looking forward to it, but that's human. Yeah. That's, that's people. That's nature. Like you're going to not want to do the, even though it can be therapeutic and, and make your heart happy sometimes. Well, look at working out. <laughs> same damn thing like right. yeah i did not want to run my 10 today but once i was done i felt so accomplished and and yeah uh, so anyways can i ask you what drove you what caused like what created that drive for you i was worried that we weren't gonna make it so that it didn't basically so when was that Millennium Trail? Mm. That was the summer before, right? So we still went a whole, almost a whole year, like struggling after that. Yes, it was one of our pandemic walks. So during okay. the summer, so it so had 2020, to have been twenty twenty. Yep. Yeah. So we went through almost a year where we still like in that Millennium Park walk. It was, it was that was it. That yeah. was pretty close. For context, that was we actually discussed getting divorced. Yeah, on the walk. So that was like, like kind of quote unquote ground zero for our relationship somehow made it through another year. And then we started, I don't even know when we started going to therapy, but so those check-ins were, wasn't the the brink of us doing it. Cause I don't think I'd be able to commit if it was a, a year before that, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Cause I wasn't there, um, you know, mentally I wasn't there, but, but I think it's changed our relationship though which sounds so stupid like why does it sound stupid because like oh you talk to your wife for 20 to sometimes 20 minutes sometimes i mean what's our longest probably an hour and a half maybe Mm -hmm. 
and it's like made your relationship better. I'm like, it's so simple, stupid that it's that's hard what's to helped. do though. It's it, hard to spend that quality time not complaining. Yeah, not doing something, not watching a show, yeah. going to dinner. It's hard to sit down and listen to your other person just talk about their stuff and not fix it and not, you know, there there is room for fixing, but I think it's, I don't, I don't know how many people truly sit down and talk about that stuff. I don't know. I don't think a lot of people do. I think a lot of people were like what we used to do is just minutia and tasks and I'm frustrated with you and like, you know, and, mm-hmm. but I mean, a lot of it, I, I have to say, you know, it's, I worked on myself too. Um, you know, it's just been a lot of work on my end. When I say a lot of work, I don't, I don't come home and go, oh, what a day of working hard. I don't know. It's just, I just notice me just trying more, literally trying mm-hmm. more. Yeah. And that's what's, you know, helped turn the corner. And um, so, yeah, those check-ins have been good, awesome. I don't know what else to say about them other than it was shitty to start. But um, they've been they've been soul, soul increasing. I'm the terrible podcaster. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why I do this. Um, soul searching. No, that's fulfilling. Not fulfilling. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Um, but for me, it's just been a huge thing. And I would say if you're interested in doing it, start out small. I mean, don't put a time limit. God, don't put a time limit on it. That was a bad move. Me trying to do that. Me trying to control it. But um, yeah, what else? What else positive can you say about it? For me, because also the time frame of when we started doing check-ins, however long it took. So we, we said, what, about a year after that conversation at that time when pandemic started, I started going to weekly therapy with mm-hmm. my therapist. And so, and I was struggling on therapy because I hated telehealth. <laughs> I thought yes, I would love you it. still hate it. I hate it. And, and I think that I missed a lot of therapy and then she went on maternity leave. Yeah, that's right. So that was a rough kind of year. And I was doing weekly for a good chunk. Yeah. Um, the pandemic was just, listen, for those of the, with anxiety pandemic was a rough ride at the beginning Mm -hmm. still is but um so i was going weekly so i was doing a lot of work too so you know you come together and do these check-ins but there are going to be things that come up even if you go to couples therapy there's always going to be work that you have to do a therapist for couples going for you know even if you go once a week it's not going to not gonna be the end all do all you still have to do individual work and i think that's also kind of the undiscussed part of couples therapy yeah you're still gonna have to do your own stuff which sucks because you're working on your stuff to kind of help this relationship get better and most of that stuff should be done individually and then okay we're gonna work together on this like yeah if you're already if you're already terrible at working on projects together you just working on the project that or the homework that your therapist gave you it ain't going to work. I yeah. mean, if you already hate if you already hate each other, not hate each other, but like like you and I, I'm just saying like a simple home project. We struggle with that. <laughs> if you already struggle with that, you just not doing the work on your own, like to use the same example, me watching a YouTube video, me just researching things and, you know, without you or you you doing the same thing. It's not going to work when we go do the project. Right. And I think through 
doing our own work. And what's interesting about having the different personality types. So when you have a very independent, no nonsense, you kind of struggle in relationships, dare I say, because uh, you have some control uh, issues that I often felt like my work made our relationship harder mm-hmm. and your work seemed unfairly easier uh, for our relationship, not yeah. easier. But what it ended up doing for me is I had to do the work to be able to come into those conversations, being able to say, hey, this really hurt my feelings. Also to not get so overwhelmed with my emotions. And you were working really hard on listening. Yeah, I was listening and you were trying to throttle your emotions, yes. which ooh, it's kind of terrible that you had to do that. But it's work that you were working on or work that you, were, work that you had to do. Well, and what I was honestly what I was working on, it was not necessarily uh, suppressing the emotions I was having. It was accepting that I was having them, but also figuring out how to work with it to be able to talk to you Mm -hmm. because there is a certain threshold if I hit that you also just meet me right there and then we're not going to get anything done. Mm -hmm. I think something interesting that came out of a lot of our check-ins was often for me and I am um, not a fixer in the way you are. I have always kind of been the person that as long as my spouse is okay and my kids are okay emotionally, then I'm okay. That's a little bit how I was raised. You keep your husband happy and you don't get divorced. That was about it. And so as long as I was managing your emotions, I felt like that I was going to be happy and do a good job. And then just kidding. Nope. uh, You are not happy. And so I had to do a lot of trust work because a lot of the things that um, I think you touched on it. I did just listen to threads today. Uh, You touched on it that there's, I have some wiring of mistrust in our relationship of things that. Which is valid. Yes. It's just going to take a little while to unravel and to have it play out time and time again, where it's, it's now more predictable and less unpredictable. And so some of those things were me having big emotions or having to deal with an event and feeling like I had to deal with it alone because if I started talking about it to you, you weren't emotionally available to me. And so I have a lot of things wired in me to almost introvert instead of talking about it out loud. And with anxiety, sometimes those things are not the most rational and for a while, I had a uh, a thing where I was worried about if we got too many people on our pontoon boat, that it would sink. Because it almost did once. Yeah, we had some friends. up. That was dumb on my part. I should have known better than that. But we both usually I'm very good at stranger danger and all that awareness stuff. And yeah. I why we put our heaviest well, it was friends basically the- <laughs> nine people on yeah. that boat. And it and, and bas- it, part of it was my fault. I was going fast. And I killed the engine, and there was too much weight in the front, and you know, obviously the gravity dipped, dipped and the water started. We started taking on water. Yep, yep. And so, uh, for a long time thereafter, anytime we got the full family in the pontoon, I was just anxious the whole time. And I finally told you, and that has been going on for years. And so, having to tell your person these thoughts that aren't super rational but to have you receive it and not judge me or roll your eyes at me or be like oh that sounds like a you problem you know one of those things it's it's actually helping me trust you more okay 
And again, that sounds silly. We're 16 years into our marriage and I'm talking about like, oh, I can trust you with some of well, my emotions. But I think this is super common. Also, yeah. I am seeing a huge influx of women my age who are getting divorced. Yeah. Because your kids are finally old enough that they can fend for themselves and you're not constantly trying to chase after little people who can't be left alone. And you're like, you know what? Um, I'm done. Yeah. Because this is the hard part. And I think we've been working really hard to listen to each other and figure it out. So this is all good stuff. Mm-hmm. And a couple of closing thoughts. What's one thing that you want to see from these check-ins more like could Ooh. could you do you have anything like you'd like to see more or or let me broaden it a little bit how about in our relationship in general in the next year would you know something that you would like to see us accomplish as a couple whether that you know whatever i'm not gonna give you ideas because you're gonna steal if you steal mine i'm gonna throw the screw at you <laughs> <laughs> Off the top of my head, I can't think of something we can accomplish together, something I would like to see more, which you are already starting to do, is just have, I hope to get to a point where you're more intuitive that I need things Mm -hmm. without me having to tell you that I need things. You've done it a couple times, and I am goo goo gaga over the moon when you do it. Yeah. Um, Things like, oh, mom had a bad day, let's clean the kitchen, or... Just those things. Or uh, what was the day I was just struggling with our kids and you had to run an errand. You're like, let's go. And then on the way, you're like, um, let's go get Starbucks. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to go to Starbucks. <laughs> and I got a pink drink and I was so like white girl happy about it. And <laughs> but you and you told me it was intentional. You could see that I was overwhelmed probably because yeah. I kept yelling at the kids. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like today, I went to Lowe's with Jason just yeah. to get like, do, away from my do children. Do you want to go to Lowe's? You're like, yes. I'm like, all right, let's I spent, go. I spent six and a half hours at a dance competition. Yeah, you should start drinking after brain that. brain is wiped. And, um, but it's phenomenal and I love it. And I, if I had a, a selfish fish wish. I think that would be some well, of it. That's not selfish. I know. For me, it's not as deeply emotional. Surprise. Uh, just to find some things that we can do together. Yeah. Like. I figured that was going to be your Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Thank God you didn't take it. Uh, just more like. Uh, like I said, more sex. <laughs> uh, just more like. It sounds silly, but like I keep bringing this up, and of course, bowling league season is wrapping up, and I and I, just something like that. Now that the kids are able to, you know, fend for themselves for a couple of hours, it'd be great to go do something, whether it be you know, an art class or you know, bowling or something like that. And I'm I'm much more mentally and emotionally available to do some of those things now, and mm-hmm. not be like worried about shit. That um, that's what I'd like to see us do. Yeah, that's a good point because I think um, you have always been like, I don't do crowds, I don't do people. So we've also been very limited in what we would do together. Yeah, and we've been going out to eat more, which is kind of nice. Yeah, we have. Just her and I, I'm like, do you want to go to eat tonight? And I don't know what has changed. Well, probably because the pandemic has slowed down a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's it. But um, yeah, I'm like, let's go to eat. Let's leave the kids home. You know what I mean? So. So, yeah, that's the thing I'd like to work on. And then one last question. Do you think what is your worst thing about the check-in and what is your best thing about the check-in? Oh, boy. Um, you want me to go first? 
Sure. The worst thing about the check-in, honestly, is when you are just tapped. When my bucket is full because she doesn't know my bucket's full because I've been dealing with stuff that I don't always tell you, like podcasting stuff, stuff I've got coming up, stuff I'm like trying to schedule in my head. That's the worst part of it. Because... You mean when I'm tapped, like I want to get a lot off my chest? No, meaning like I don't know if I have the ability emotionally to do this check-in right now because it's work for me. Oh, you said when you're tapped. I thought you meant when I'm... No, no, no. When I'm tapped. Got it. Like, so when I sit down, which there have been times and I have let her know, which I need to work on my poker face a little bit better, but it's those times that are the worst because it's like, again, it's like going to the gym, like all right, I'm here to do work, but I don't want to be here. You know what I mean? And the best part is, you know, when we finish that stuff, there is a a literal uh, less weight on my shoulders, Mm. typically. Mm -hmm. And I think it is for you, too, I would say, that you just feel a little bit better. And we typically... I don't think we've ever fought after those either. Like we've we've worked so hard just to be kind and open and, and have a listening ear. Do you feel like our arguments in general are less severe and quicker? Which yes. Is, me too. It, it feels like we circle back quicker when we, they do happen. Yes. All right. All right. What's your best and worst? Uh, I think that is also one of the things that are the worst for me. I'm worried that I've discovered recently that with with joy for me right behind it is a a waiting for it to fall apart the other shoe to drop the other shoe to drop and uh part of that is normal because sometimes we you have to balance disappointment with joy right you can't have joy without disappointment and so some of that is okay but i find that there's there's some wiring in there for disappointment and being so worried about disappointment that uh, I do worry that this won't stick. Which is so funny that you have that that trauma from you know our re- relationship early because you're such an optimist and I'm such a pessimist. So it's like what you're saying right now is what I should be thinking. Mm-hmm. And so it's just interesting to hear that come out. I find that I'm optimistic a lot more for other people than myself. Ah, interesting. Yeah. And so that's definitely... One of the things, but yeah, you hit on that too. When when I can tell you still don't want to be there or when you answer, I'm fine, okay, check and done, which we've worked on. And I'm just making a joke. She hates that, y'all, and I'm... It, it's not a joke if it is true. Fair, but most of the time when I say it, I'm joking. It's not... If I didn't say it, then that's when you got to worry about it. I know, but essentially, and we have talked about it and Jason doesn't do it anymore, but... Uh, when you're joking about something that somebody's worried about. Yeah. It's not funny. <laughs> True. So what's the best? I think the best thing, honestly, is the feeling of being able to trust that I can say whatever weird shit is actually coming up for me <laughs> and have you just receive it. And be like, and that's now. I mean, yeah. that definitely was not when we first started check-ins. No. It probably wasn't even a midpoint for check-ins. I think we were still kind of working through stuff. And I've probably talked about stuff. I've, I for sure have talked about things. You're like, I didn't know that was a problem for you. Right. I didn't know. And I'm thinking, this has been something I've been doing for almost 40 years. Um, 
old or, lady in here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, you know, there's stuff I've told you that I've been worrying about, and I've legit worried about it for decades. And um, you receive it, and it just makes me feel better. There's a magic to being able to say things out loud and not be judged or dismissed yeah. or, you know, whatever, whatever it was, and saying directly what I'm feeling. Because for a long time, I would say things and kind of skirt around it, hoping you would grasp the concept and be like, oh, I see you're feeling this and I'm going to do ABC and be like all those men in those rom-coms that you keep watching. <sighs> and uh, no, but be, having you receive it actually has helped decrease my general anxiety so much. That's good to hear. It is really good to hear, especially with for me having... Um, a job transition and changing roles in something I didn't realize had been affected me as much as it. You, of course, I said I keep saying that like I didn't realize how bad it was, and you're like, um, I've seen that for like four years. No, it's been <laughs> at least a good two. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've been pushing you to move out for two years. I know. Um, but to be able to actually have a balance and say, I know this transition is going to be hard. Mm-hmm going to be bumpy so like work life is going to be difficult but we're working so hard on making this good that i i struggle a little bit with my anxiety just because transitions are hard but it it's been so much better and part of that is the work we're doing and it's it's awesome so one last question okay i got emotional for a second there did you yeah okay i'm gonna be funny so this (laughs) will this will okay can this count as our check-in this week? No, it could not. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. No, I'm just kidding. Guys, this has been incredible. I feel like Megan wants to talk for the next. I know. You're wrangling me in. This is some bullshit. I know. I'm sorry. I, I have the this... listeners want more. Megan. I know. You know, it's so funny. We had somebody uh, comment on our YouTube channel of all things because, you know, what's interesting with, with podcasting, you don't get a lot of feedback, but. We started putting our shows on YouTube. This one will not be on YouTube. Uh, Megan but, doesn't like herself from a side view. Well, it wouldn't we? Yeah. Anyways, um, he was like, "Oh my gosh, I just found your show from Easy Eric Zane," mm-hmm. and he's like, "I'm so bummed. You guys are taking a break. You're on. You're on a season." And I was like, oh, "I'm sorry, bro. We'll be back soon enough." So I was like, "It was like." I didn't need that comment because I was like, "Ah, oh, because if you remember the, I don't know if you listened the whole last episode, but we talked about how I explain away our break to our fans, and he's like, mm. he, Mike's like, your work ethic just can't, you just can't let it go, can you? You have to give all these excuses. So him commenting saying like, oh, I'm bummed that you're on a season break, and I'm like, yeah, see, yeah, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> um, no, this has been good, and uh, you know, we're 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 chatting here and. And uh, I I don't know why I said it. we're going to do a short episode, you know, and then here we are 40 minutes in and that's totally fine. So maybe we need to have a uh, another episode down the road uh, about just more stuff. We'll see what the feedback we get on this one. I personally, as a thready who is sleeping with one of the hosts, not Jason, just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> Natalie, Natalie's finding things out about on the show live. But as a threat, I just think this is this is a part of marriage that people don't talk about. You're However, right. our parents literally never talked about any of it. We're yeah. trying to show our kids that it can be messy, but it can be good. Mm-hmm. I hope that our kids are even better than we are. I mean, we have a grown son who 
I'm assuming at some point we'll get married. Um, but I think just it's important to talk about the hard stuff in context of just being very different people because you don't get married and then you're the same person. You have all the same hobbies and you love all the same things. It's just, yeah, it can be really, really hard sometimes, but it can also be really, really awesome too. Yeah. So if you ever need some advice, don't talk to us. Reach we a are therapist. not professionals. No, we are not. We will recommend you to a therapist. 100%. But you always can reach out if you have any questions about the check-in. I feel like we need to like, it's literally, I, it reminds me of like Dave Ramsey. Like everything he talks about is is practical. Like he didn't invent anything. Sure. You know, I guess the envelope system, whatever. But I mean, my point is, is like all this stuff, like a check-in is simple, but I still think we should brand it and write a book or something. <laughs> can we? Can I have a ghostwriter? Yeah. All right. Call Chris Talon. There you go. Well, guys, if you could do us a favor, if you like the show, uh, this is the cheapest way to help us is you can share it on social media, like our posts, uh, do everything. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're trying to pump that up. we got a TikTok. We're posting stuff on there, too. So those are the, the, the free ways to help us. And you can also help us go to threadspodcast.com. Nope. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash threadspodcast, and you can help us financially. It just helps pay for the bills for all this stuff. And then you can also subscribe to the awesome newsletter, which every newsletter Mike has done, you get a bit of uh, behind the scenes stuff from me and Mike that doesn't go out to the regular world. So uh, this this time we my video was like three and a half minutes long. So I should probably subscribe. You don't subscribe to our newsletter. How, How has Mike not said that to me? Oh, my gosh. Is Natalie a subscriber? Yes. How do you know? I I know. I'm pretty sure. Anyways. I'll consider it. Go to threadspodcast.com slash newsletter uh, to sign up for the newsletter. We'd really appreciate it. And guys, as always, keep the faith, do your work, and live life unfiltered. Uh-huh.